Hello, hello, Neil Barrow. Welcome to Leading Your Ship, my podcast all about authentic leadership. I'm so excited to have you today. Jen, excited to be here. Thanks. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm going to have you introduce yourself here in a second, but I'll just tee it up for our listeners today. Neil is the founder of RevOps. After a very successful career in tech sales, you and I have very parallel paths. Uh, we've gone out on our own and we've taken matters into our own hands to see how we can help other people right. and other businesses uh, grow. So with that, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your professional journey. Sure. Thanks. Thanks, Jen. Yeah. Um, a sales guy, right? And so I was in tech sales, uh, Fortune 500 company and a Series B startup. Um, one of the the first uh, sales folks over there in their uh, once they got a bunch of Series B money, um, they hired and tried to scale the sales team, and it's a great company. And then um, relevant experience to what I'm doing today is I spent ten years in public accounting. Um, <clears throat> one of the, uh, the 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 interesting paths that my career took me was from uh, tech sales into uh, business development for CPA firm, um, which led to director of business development for a large regional, uh, 800 folks across seven offices where I was doing origination and enablement under business development. And so um, what I'm doing today as founder of, of RevOps Advisors is I'm helping professional financial and consulting service firms build a practical strategy for growth. Um, these firms are... Uh, I'm always under the doer seller model. So I've got to do the work and I've got to go generate clients. And a lot of us founders are in the same boat. Um, but ultimately these organizations, um, if you're not going to have a sales team, it's tough to think all the time about business development and how you're going to grow. So that's what I do. Awesome. And I'm so excited about our topic today. We're going to talk about authentic networking and you and I met at a networking event, which just, and we, we both, it just seemed like it made so much sense. We both have launched our own companies. So we built our companies through our network. Uh, and I have a lot of clients who are struggling with networking. So I feel like this is a hot topic. It's always on everyone's mind. People either love it or hate it. It's kind of polarizing. So sure. I'm, really, I'm really happy that you and I are going to do a deep dive on it today and uh, maybe help people get a little bit more comfortable with it if they're uh, less comfortable with it right now. But uh, sure. tell me a little bit about how important networking is and continues to be in your business now. Uh, I mean, you know, with the cliche of, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Right. And, um, uh, you know, the encouragement has always been throughout my career um, to build a network, but nobody really knows what that actually means. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they might think it's building a brand or going golfing a bunch or wasting time at association events. Um, it could be like a lot of different things, but ultimately um, networking is best with whatever you're comfortable doing. Right. Um so I, I tell my clients all the time, hey, I can bring best practices to the table, but if you're not going to do them, then they're not really best practices. So uh, so we find whatever is practical. And so I, I think when I was in sales, I didn't really focus on networking. I had a quota. 
um, I had to get meetings with buyers and how I did that was direct, mm -hmm. right? Um, today it's, you know, that was 15 years ago. Today it's um, a little bit different. You have to mix and kind of have a brand about you. You have to have a niche, right? A lot of people are generalists today, which is great, but ultimately like I need to spend my time in a, um, like a focus around where my efforts are. And so networking to me, so I don't know if you remember this, but I sent you a message before the event. I do remember <clears throat> that because I thought it was fantastic. Like, okay, I'm going into this event and now I already know someone. Exactly. And so a lot of us, I spend like one of the big areas with a lot of my clients, um, so I've got a law firm client, um, I've got a consulting firm client, um, and in those two in particular, uh, pre-conference planning is a big part of what we've done. So whenever I'm going to an event, um, I always wanna make sure that I know who the sponsors are, or if they provide the attendee list. Then for me, what I like to do is just look at the list, find a couple of interesting people that I'd like to meet while I'm there and just send a quick note. Hey, saw you were going to be there or might be there. Would love to connect while we're there. And that's it. Um, then it's kind of provides a familiar face. And then hopefully we meet folks at the networking event. Um, and then after I'm following up. So afterwards we had a call, right? And so that's kind of what keeps the machine going. And a lot of people, you know, um, you're, you fall on the spectrum of networking, um, what you think about it or your experience level with it. Um, you know, there's basic stuff like, Hey, um, if you're feeling awkward and need to get out of a conversation that you don't want to be in or want to go meet some people, you know, maybe go to the bar and go get some food and then go to the high top, right? There's basic stuff, right. That you need to talk about. And then there's the advanced stuff is like, well, how am I, what is my message? How am I positioning myself? How am I, how am I going to help the people that I'm meeting? Right. And having that go givers type mindset. And so networking is super important. I've, the reason that I have had a fairly fast start um, to my business um, after I stepped out on my own was because I had a large network that I could go get conversations that I needed. So I, it's extremely important. For sure. Something that popped into my mind as you were sharing that, and thank you, that is all super helpful. Um, and I'm glad you brought up that you reached out to me before the networking event that we met at, because um, I thought that was, uh, I typically probably like a lot of people reach out to people afterwards. Uh, but uh, I don't think you probably meet as many people that way. And like I said, I didn't, I walked into, I knew no one and I was looking for you. So I think that was super, super, super smart. But something that popped into my head, I'd love to get your feedback on this. Um, I'm really trying to go into certain situations. I think networking is a perfect example of not being attached to an outcome of what needs to happen and who I need to meet and how it all needs to go down and what I'm going to walk away with. And I think that can be a struggle for a lot of people, you know, uh, feeling like, well, I have to go and I have to meet this many people. And, and if I don't walk away meeting this person, it's a, a whole, uh, the whole night's been a failure. And I'm really trying to take that approach. And I'm curious if that resonates with you or if you have any, you know, thoughts on that. Yeah, so I think 
I think oftentimes we're judged on or success is what the outcome is, right? Without actually examining what I'm putting into it or what the activity needs to be. Mm-hmm. Just showing up is not going to get it done, right? So um, that's, you know, the majority of, you know, when I was in public accounting, you know, I would hear a, a lot and I hear from a lot of my current clients, hey, uh, I don't I don't go to these events anymore. They're a waste of time. And the reason that it has been a waste of time is because we didn't, we weren't consistent. We didn't do the things that we needed to do before or after. We didn't get involved on committees or boards. We didn't have the strategic conversations that we needed to have um, associated with that. And then it's also the conferences as well. Like, you know, we're talking about association groups. So like industry specific association groups or alumni groups or whatever that looks like. But there's also the conference piece. And those conferences, we spend a lot of money as organizations to invest in you to go to conferences. And then we show up, we go to some panels, we go to dinner, it's kind of like a vacation, we'll meet some people and we'll come home, right? Uh, And that's not the best way to get good activity done. So um, it's all about understanding what you need to put in to, to eventually have an outcome, right? Yes. And yeah, and I think that's great. Like walking in with some goals of, you know, being an active participant, you can't just go and cross your fingers and I don't know what's going to happen and leave it up to the universe. Uh, You have to be an active participant in this, but you can also be open to not knowing where a conversation is going to lead. And I'm not suggesting people go out and, you know, carpet bomb all over the place, but um, you got to, you got to be strategic, but you can also meet people without in your mind going, where's what's in it for me? You know what I mean? Absolutely. No, you got to be, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. And that, and that's a great point, Jim. Like I'm going there with some sort of plan around who I'd like to meet. And then I'm following up afterwards while I'm at the event. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in everybody and how I can be a helpful connector is there, is there something that, that is there that I can be helpful with, right? Um, because understanding that going to these events and expecting to get a new client or a new job or whatever out of it, is that is almost a 0% chance. That's right. And so setting those correct expectations around, hey, I'm here to build my people that I know in this association, this industry, this whatever, And then I'm here to find a handful of people that I like, that I can connect with, that I can add value to. Um, And really it's, you said, it's not what's in it for me. It's how can I be, how can I be a helpful uh, value add to, to this conversation? Right. So that's ultimately it. Yeah. And that's what grows your business. That's what lands jobs. That's what starts conversations when it's less about what are you going to do for me and more about how can I go in and, and help people? Sure. And then be willing to make those connections. And a lot of people don't do that. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are there just to, you know, Hey, I've got to meet private equity executives or I've got to meet um, business owners or whatever. And you can't go into it like that. I think there's a separation between, um, prospecting activity, right? Mm -hmm. Like I've got to go out and get in front of potential clients and 
I've got to go to network. I'm going to like those, those can be very different things. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah, I think it's, you know, networking is just one tool in the toolbox. It's not, it's not the end all answer, but uh, it's just one, one area to go to, but it is different than prospecting. It's so like for you, like, why did you go to the, the ACG event? Right. Like what was, what were you there to do? Yeah, I'm trying to grow my business more in my own backyard because majority of my clients are out of state, out of the country, which is great. But uh, I'd really like to be able to spend more time here in Dallas and see where I can help and add value to the Dallas business community. Right. And, I, and I don't, I don't know that until I get some insights and recommendations and meet other people. Um, cause Absolutely. I don't, know, I don't have all those answers, uh, but yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right. Like gain some insights. Like that's what I'm there to do is like just information, like learn, right. Like, you know, this is what I'm doing. Where do I need, like you've been, you know, whoever you're talking to, you've been around a while or you've got a unique perspective. What do you think? Right. Yes. So it's, and it's understanding how we can help one another. Right. Yeah. And I'll speak for myself. I'm also extroverted. So for me, what's in it for me, I get energy when I'm around other people. So, you know, forget that. And and I also just really love getting to know people on a deeper level. I'm just fascinated by the, you know, this human experience. So I love just getting to hear people's stories. I get energy being in rooms full of people. And I think I can speak for a lot of us that are in our home office by ourselves all day. And maybe we're zooming here and there. Um, but for me, that's another important piece of the networking puzzle is I gotta get, I gotta get out. I just need to get out of the house. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Absolutely. But I think that's a different thing, right? Like, um, having a, like having a group of people that you can, um, that understand where you're at and you can sit ball and you've got that, that uh, kind of circle around you. That's super helpful for me. Like if I could never go to another evening event, I would choose not to. Right. And so like, like for me, I, I like it. And I like, sometimes I super enjoy it. Like that, the wine event not too long ago. Oh man. So, so much energy, ton of people. It was awesome. Like I, I had a great time and I met some great people. Um, but then there's sometimes when I'm like, okay, I have to do this. So I'm going to set some goals for myself. I'm going to go in and meet six people, say hi to everybody. And then I'm out. Right. And so like, <laughs> like sometimes yeah. you just have to do it. Um, but yeah, I think to, to your point, when you are uh, building on your own or you are working from home, it's even more important to get out and, and I think have that networking time where you're building the people that you can help add value to for sure. Yeah. And I think it, I'm glad you, you brought that up because I was thinking about networking. I think people get this, uh, you know, thought in their head of, oh gosh, I'm walking into the chamber of commerce event or whatever it might be, or, or a similar event to what you and I met, but it's not, that's not always the case. I mean, when I was in the corporate world, I had a coworker and he was so, he always prioritized networking but not in a got to go to all the evening events, but he used his lunch hour every day, Monday through Friday 
He used it very strategically and not in a weird self-serving way, but it was just to nurture that internal and external network that he had that really served him really, really well. And so, you know, especially if people really don't feel comfortable going to one of these events, you know, just making time to meet new people, keep your network warm. Do you have any other kind of thoughts or advice for people who might not be really comfortable at all getting in front of a big group? Uh, I, I do. Cause this is, I mean, this is part of what I do for my clients, right. Which is um, it's referral stores and partner nurturing, right? Yeah. So when you think about revenue generation for the clients that I work with, like CPA firms or private equity groups or consulting firms, whoever, like, each of them is responsible for building their own client book. And so part of that is prospecting referral sources and network and then your current clients. And that's where all of your business and revenue will come from, right? And so how do you have a plan for your, your own network? And um, a lot of people recommend, hey, I'm just going to print out my LinkedIn and I'm going to check through some folks and say, hey, these are the ones that I need to make sure to stay in front of. Mm -hmm. um, some people tear them out where I've got, hey, here's my best contacts that I'm and here's the ones that I really would like to see if they could be best contacts. But you can get very granular with kind of building a plan. But I think uh, what you said is probably the best advice, which is never eat alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. You said it a lot more succinctly than I did. <laughs> well it's a great book too so um never eat alone i haven't yeah. read that book yeah it's it's good so uh it's just it's just kind of that practice right because there's so much to gain everybody's got to eat right so um so how are you how are you turning your your people that you know and your relationships or your acquaintances into um partners right? Um, Longtime friends, right? Like that's how really good business partnerships and friendships and opportunities, that's where all your opportunities will come from. And people uh, sometimes don't prioritize it. And I think you simplistically having a lunch a week with somebody is probably a great place to start. Great advice. What uh, what advice would you give someone who's maybe in a similar situation where they're thinking about going out on their own and uh, doing their own thing and launching their own company? What advice would you give them? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I And obviously, that's why you're hosting a podcast, right? Because uh, you're asking great questions. I, I think the... Um, the advice that I would give, and this is coming from a sales guy, is uh, sell first and build later. Um, I think we have the tendency to um, overthink and try to make everything perfect before we feel like we're ready. And if you got, went out and just said, I'm going to have conversations and try to get a client, um, that that would prove everything and ignite the whole, the whole situation. So um, whenever I was first starting out, um, I did a couple of things that were, um, I was naive, so I didn't know not to do them. 
right? So like I was just doing stuff, taking action. And um, it was hard because it was hard to know what to do and where to spend my time. But ultimately, um, I thought that I saw a problem that I could help solve based on some side projects that I was doing, which ultimately I think that's where a lot of us start is like we're, we're interested in doing things on the side and we kind of do some stuff and then could this be a thing? Um, that's at least how I'm sure many of us are thinking about it or trying to start it that way. Mm -hmm. And once I started getting these side projects and I felt like I'd, I sensed like a problem, I was working with them. And the problem was, is that, um, the doer seller model businesses, they, once they get towards a company, then they have challenges being intentional around how they're continuing to grow. It's just at random. Things are coming in as things go. So I de developed some messaging and then I went out and talked to people that kind of looked like me, right? Mm -hmm. So what I kind of looked like was a sales consultant, right? And so I went out and had conversations with a bunch of sales consultants. And then I, I found out what they were doing and what my message was different and I kind of adjusted it. And then I went out and had conversations with business owners. And I had about half a dozen conversations with business owners after I developed that message and I got hired. And so it's because you're going to get hired about the problems you solve and about your like what you're trying to help them with. Is it a problem? Because if I go out and I say, I think it's a problem, like somebody needs you know, a portable car coffee maker, I think that I would like, okay, yeah, I need that. Right. But then I go out to people and they're like, yeah, that's kind of cool, but I no, I'm cool. Right. Not a problem. <laughs> then I might not have something. Right. So I have to have those conversations before I build the portable coffee maker. So I think a lot of folks, um, at least that's how I think about it in solo consulting, right. Is I need to make sure that I'm addressing the right problem and that I've got a unique solution to that. Yes. First. And I think it's so important that you said, you know, sell it before you build it. Um, mm -hmm. The overthinking is real. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know for me personally, I had to just go before I was ready. And just, <laughs> I kept thinking once I hit go on this website, you know, this is it. But the reality is I haven't ever gone back and even touched it. Like that is not even it. That's no. just to show like, yeah, I'm not a robot. I'm a real person. What I do is real. Um, but yeah, sure. you got to, uh, you got to sell it first. You could spend so much time rethinking your website and rethinking all your stuff and making sure it's, it's perfect. Um, and then ultimately what ends up happening is I know that you know, this is I think about, and I'm doing these things for my clients, but then I'm like, well, no, I need to, I need to kind of be over here and your business evolves. Yes. And that's okay. And then what you were doing and, and that's, that is, that's not just okay. It's great because you're, you're, you're honing in on where the value is for those, for your ideal clients. Yes. Right. Yes. And that's what, that's, what's really exciting. Cause what I was doing, you know, you know, 18 months ago is a lot different than what I'm doing right now. And it's because I'm helping, I'm in people's business or working directly with them individually to help them understand and add as much value as I can from the revenue perspective. And what I, again, what I thought it was versus what it actually is, is different. You're totally different. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
That's fantastic. Well, just to wrap up, is there any, um, any leadership advice that you've received throughout your career or having your business that's really, really stuck with you? Um, yes. So I had, you know, um, if you don't have a mentor or coaches in your life, get them. Yeah. Right. Um, but I've had, I've been fortunate to have great mentors and coaches over my, uh, my career. And, um, one of them, I, I guess this was probably maybe the, the most applicable to me today is I'm very quick. Um, so a little bit into personality types, like just understanding who I'm talking to and kind of, you know, so there's a big, because sales is ultimately communication and it's how we communicate ideas. It's how we communicate message. Um, it's, it's all of those things. And for you to understand who you're talking to or have an idea is, uh, so you can communicate the best way possible is, is obviously a, uh, a great thing to do. Um, but one of my mentors, Frank Ionelli, he's, he's great. And, um, one of the things that he over the years have, has always told me is, and I really didn't understand it until I started really working with clients was, um, whenever you're going into a conversation, what role do you need to play? And so are you, um, an empathetic ear? Are you a vent, safe space, vent place? Are you a trainer? Are you a manager? Are you a, like, what is it that when you're going into this conversation, what role do you need to take? And I think that's really great advice because um, we come in there with our own head trash every day and we're having conversations with our own perspective and our own biases instead of backing up before we go into those conversations and understand what that other person needs from us based on the topic that we're there to discuss. And it's more applicable to me because before I was like, oh yeah, sure. got it. Right. But <laughs> now it's very much um, a daily part of my life where I'm having conversations with multiple clients a day, typically, and all of them are needing different things from me. And so it's how I show up in that conversation and what do, what did they need for me to hear the right message? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think, you know, the real art, I think when we really grow up is when we, uh, have to switch gears when we think we need to show up one way and then we realize, Oh, nope, right in the middle of it in real time. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and we've all been there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we've all been there for sure. Yeah, so that's, fantastic. No, that's a great question. But yeah. Well, Neil, this has been such an awesome conversation. I, I know that the listeners are really going to benefit from your insights and, and a lot of great takeaways here and they may want to reach out to you. So what's the best place for people to find you? So, uh, LinkedIn is the best place, right? All my information, website, everything's there, Neil Barrow. Um, and then my website's RevOps, RevOps Advisors, um, but LinkedIn's the best place to get me. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Neil. I'm so appreciative of you taking time out of your busy day to chat with me. And on behalf of the listeners, thank you for joining me today. Awesome, Jen. Thanks. Great conversation. Appreciate it.